it's my life, so I walk the line, yeah. I got to give everything I can for this. No ifs or buts, honey, I would die for this. Need it more than my next breath, yeah. You know that I'm totally obsessed with Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Foil Power Podcast. Uh, today we have a very special guest in, Lockie Stitt. How you going, man? Good. That's good, good to see you guys. Good Thanks to for coming you. on, mate. No worries. How's your day been, man? Podcast virginity. That's it. Yeah, it's <laughs> gone now. That's it. Um, pretty good. Work, uh, as usual, full time. So starting, normally start at six, finish at two. Uh, do my day job and then go training after work. Um, yeah. That's, way, that's life, eh? Hey? That's pretty much it now. Yeah. Cool. So, middleweight champion, how take us back. Yeah, so um, February, early February, I um, yeah, got the middleweight strap. Beautiful. tie, state title, and that was, um, that was good, good start to the year because I wanted to tune up because I knew I was representing Australia in March in the IMF Oceanic Championships in Gold Coast. So, I wanted to get a tune-up fight and the, bot, the belt was available. So, I spoke to my coaches and we pretty much said, look, We'll give it a go. My original opponent pulled out, and I think two weeks before the fight, we had another opponent come in, Jared from Sam Muay Thai, mm-hmm. who stepped up, and yeah, we got the fight going, and it was a good fight. I finished him in the third round with a front kick, so it's oh. a good night. Yeah. <laughs> What's that? Is that eighty kilo? About eighty, eighty-three kilos? No, nah, that that was at seventy-five. Oh, middle weight. Seventy-five. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I, I walk around at um about eighty-three kilos normally. I cut down, but Muay Thai uh, weight divisions are different to the UFC or yeah. MMA. Okay. So they're very different. Your welterweight is 77 and your middleweight is 84 in MMA. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So take us back. Take us back to where it all started. What got you into it? How old were you? Was it just a, did you think you were going to get this far? I guess, what's your... Um, not really. Like, yeah. when I first started off, I started karate when I was like six years old. And my parents got me into it, but I was still playing soccer then. So I'd play soccer and karate. So I was pretty much busy every afternoon after school. I've always been doing stuff, you know, sport, whatever. Um, and I did that, I think, four years or something. And I wanted to leave. I was just getting sick of it. It was boring, blah, blah, blah. But my, my dad said, look, if you get your brown belt, you can leave. That's it. So eventually I got my brown belt. I left. I uh, started playing footy for a couple of years, but um, little skinny boy. Who did you play for? North Devils up in Queensland. So I'm oh originally right. from Queensland. Yeah, right. We were actually talking about that before because Aiden said, what school did you go to? And I was like, I have no idea. Yeah, because yeah. I was saying to Matt, like, I've never met you before, but you look heaps familiar. I've probably yeah. seen you out and about yeah, here, yeah. but I was like, fuck, did you go to like a school around here? But no, nah, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, we'll touch on that soon, like growing up in Queensland and stuff. But um, yeah, I just played footy for a couple of years and at the local club and... Then when I turned 14, I think, I started uh, MMA at Mackay MMA, my local town, uh, under David Garnham there. And I trained there for a year, and then probably about 10 months into the year, my family go, oh, we're thinking of moving to New South Wales. So I'm like... Dropped the bomb. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, everything was going good there, you know, training stuff. I was, I was starting to fight, and then all of a sudden, uproot. You would have all your friends and family up there as well. Eh? Yeah, they're all they're yeah. still there. We we have no family here. So yeah. how, how how was that like to deal with at such like such a young age? Like, did you struggle with that to come to terms with it, or you just kind of yeah, hundred percent? Because like I was still at school then. Yeah. I was finishing year ten, 
and I didn't I knew I didn't want to go back to school and I was like oh, I've got to get a job now mm. but the worst thing about it was oh, I had no social life when I yeah. come down here so you go to work finish work and then just fucking do nothing that's it I was working yeah. for our family business um, doing like civil civil earthworks and mm. stuff but I wanted to start my apprenticeship soon uh, but I didn't have my license obviously couldn't get to work if, if I started my apprenticeship um, but yeah, it was just so hard yeah. no social life man I, I can't even like imagine doing that eh? like just packing up leaving and having like because like you think about it like people move for jobs and stuff all the time but you're literally like in your tent at the time your family your friends are there everything like outside of work were you working like part time or anything like a no, just uh, training just training yeah, yeah. so yeah to pack all that up and then to move to a whole other state far away like yep. fuck that's, yeah. that's rough so yeah. that you how you when you moved down here you're 14 you said no i was almost 16 okay so and it was the end of 2015 i moved down here and where did you where did you move to where do you live now oh so i moved straight to appen okay. right so yeah. we moved to appen yeah. and lived there for probably a year and a half um and then moved to gleswood hills yep and then from gleswood hills we're now in mount annan oh yeah so garden gates yep so beautiful We've been there for over a year now. It's pretty yeah. good. It's quiet. You, you like it out here now that you've made you've made friends out here, obviously. In that yeah, time. yeah, once yeah. I've made friends and yeah. stuff, and it's good. Again, through the gym, mm. Triple X Fight Academy. Um, took me a while to find that when I come down here, actually. Mm. Uh, when I come down here, I turned 16, and I originally started at Gracie, Smeaton Grange, mm. um, under Alex Pratt's there. I was trained there for probably a year, and then I found Triple X when I was 17. Through one of the guys I work with, I go, oh, I need an MMA gym. Do you know any around the area? And he said, oh, I tried this. I go, you know, that was back when it was just a shed in uh, Smeaton Grange. That was the Blue Drive, or Blue, was yeah. that the other one? Eh? Yeah. yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, just a just a shed with some mats, for a yeah. cage in the back. But um, and then we were there for a year, and then you know, it's got the new place uh, just down here, Smeaton Grange Road. Yeah, how do you find that? Like, because obviously you come in when they're still fairly small business and stuff in a small complex. Is it kind of cool to like be part of their journey of growth as well? Like you're still you know, learning to make friends down here. You've made this big move and then if you want to join this gym and they're making slow growth, do you feel like you're growing together with the gym that oh, you're at? hundred percent. Yeah. yeah all, all, we've all grown together. Yeah. You know, being, we're very close, all the boys. So just like one big family. Yeah. Um, when I started at the gym, there was only really a couple of fighters. Um, like it was only really Heath Knight, Alistair Keenan and Caleb mm. was was um, just getting into fighting then and obviously Nace was leading leading the pack. Um, so after that, the boys um, have fought a few times with me and then I've sort of slowly got my way in there. Yeah. Uh, and now it's, it's just me and Kay that fight really. Yeah. yeah. Do you find that like all new, well, obviously COVID's kind of backtracked things a little bit. Do you think that, you know, there's a massive potential for growth for XXX, like to to grow even further. You reckon, or yeah, like yeah. What what would your role be in a sense of like when new people come in? Are you looking to take on that, I guess, guidance role to help train them as well with your, or just let your yeah, of course, your trainers of course. do it. Yeah, that's that's what like I love doing. Yeah, you know, when the younger boys come in, they got questions, stuff like that. I love teaching them. You know, if they got questions, not even at the gym, just in life yeah, in yeah. general. You know what I mean? If they have questions and stuff, it's so good to help help out. We have like three or four young boys, about 15, 16, um, that are really good fighters, really good fighters. So I think in five years, bro, 
absolute beast. Mm. Could you see yourself, like, obviously working in the trade now and training on the side and fighting on the side, could you see yourself moving into that, you know, that guidance role, that training role in the future or? Yeah, yeah. A dream of mine would be to have my own gym one day. Yeah. You know, just to open something up of my own and have that because it's just, it's just a nice environment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everyone's there to learn. Everyone's there to, like, put 100% in. You know, it's... It's just a good place to be, man. That's why I love going there. Yeah. Take, so take us back. When was your first fight? How old were you? Your first, I guess, competition fight? Yeah, my first Muay Thai fight, I was 18. Right. So, and that was up in Tuklit. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I drove Coast. up to Tuklit. Yeah. 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 A few of the boys we fought on that night. Um, I won that by a third round stoppage, I think, by punches. That was, that was good. That was a good start to it. Yeah. That's <laughs> always good getting a win off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. That year, I went 4 and 0. Uh, in oh. kickboxing, yeah. So I had four fights, four wins, three finishes. So how many fights roughly would you have per year, would you say? Like at that age as well? Like just getting kind of, you've had your first fight, then you go, that same year you said you went on to... Yeah, like so probably I think it was April was my first. Yeah. Then June was my next fight in August and September. Is it is it like a common occurrence where you fight that much in one year or...? Yeah, you try and like, obviously as amateur, you try and yeah. stay as active as possible. Yep. You know, because there's not so much money on the line. Yeah, it's more experience that you want. Yeah, especially when passion is still a huge driver as well. Yeah, hundred like percent. Yeah, obviously you're a fan of like UFC and stuff like that as well. I take yes, it. Yeah. Yes. Who's yeah your, of course. Any f- go-to fighters that you love, or who do you think? Like I don't watch it like heaps, but who do you think has changed UFC? Do you think it like in my opinion, it's Conor McGregor? Oh, I think that he's yeah. brought a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. He's has. Yeah, it's like that. And obviously, like, WWE and stuff is, like, fake. Yeah. But they have that storytelling element, and that's why people fall in love with it. There's all these people fucking, you know, yeah. backstabbing other wrestlers and stuff. I think Conor McGregor brings that factor to it. Yeah, he, like he has that, that whole that stage. Yeah, yeah. Presence yeah he has that um that X factor. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just people want to watch him. Yeah, that's right. I, I didn't start watching. I watched a few UFC fights, but nothing like it was. As soon as he started fighting and saw any trash talk videos and shit, I was glued to it, like... If it wasn't him, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really be a fan, but I'm a John Jones fan yeah. now. Yeah, like, of course, yeah. I know it, yeah. My, my main man's Israel Adesanya for sure. Yeah, he's yeah. a gun, eh? He's yeah. a freak. He's funny as. I love his fucking Instagram posts. You follow him? You'd follow yeah, him on Instagram. Yeah. Fuck, he's a troll. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's so good. Him, and, him and Darren Till, man, yeah. they're the yeah, best. Yeah, good. Yeah. Um, ben Askren's pretty funny too. He trolls himself, I reckon. Does he? Yeah, he trolls himself. He got his head punched in, and he got, he said something like, "Oh, well, that's what you get." Like something because he talks shit, and then got his head punched in. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, so 18, four fights in that first year. Yeah, where to after that? So that was amateur. You're That's are you pro now? Not yet. Okay, not yet. So um, then when I turned 19, the following year I had a few injuries in the start of the year. Yep. I couldn't really get the ball rolling. You know, I had stuff with my hip, my legs, something. I don't know. We had a bad run. At the end of the year, it was about September. I had my MMA debut uh, on Urban Fight Night. That was that was an experience, man. I don't know if you've seen the highlight reel. Might be able to put uh, it in, but um, yeah, just smacked him with a right roundhouse to the jaw. Just absolutely. Was that one of the photos that we posted? Is yeah, that, that, that one. Kick? Yeah, 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 bro. Just leveled him, man. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely leveled him. It's got to be a good feeling, like as much as it's obviously a professional sport, a competition. Like it's got to be a good feeling from that side. Yeah, like yeah. I guess you could say it's like scoring a try, but it's a knockout oh, for you. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? It's <laughs> a whole new level, like. Yeah. I don't know. It's it, you can't even explain it, yeah. like how you feel. That's why it's just addictive yeah. to yeah. be to be doing it. But even before the fight, I was there in the back getting my hands wrapped, and I remember one of his boys started talking it up. 
So he fought and got on the mic and watched my boy. He's coming up in, in two fights. This is a guy I'm fighting. I'm going, oh, shit, man. Mate, he's yeah. getting out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and like to do that for you, he's, he's, he's pretty strong, bro. Tatted up and all that. Like, looks, he looks like a scary dude. Mm. Get in there and, um, yeah, one, once the gate closes behind me and when I'm in there, you just all kill, bro. Yeah. Just yeah. That's, when it, that's when you switch on. Because before you're nervous, you know, jittery. Yeah. You probably don't look the best. But once I'm in there, I don't know, it just completely changes. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. My adrenaline rush. Yeah. yeah. So 100%. <coughs> you just got to watch the adrenaline dump. Yeah. If you go in there, two guns blazing, and then you're gassed. That's yeah. It. Too early. So take us, obviously, you said you're a natural 85, 83, whatever you are. Take us, how do you take it, I guess, stripping down? Obviously, that's a fucking pretty big mental yeah. and physical game. Like, how do you handle it? And obviously, you've been probably getting better at it now that you're older. But I guess now you're getting older, you've got more weight to drop. I guess yeah. naturally as well. So, yeah. how do you handle it? Like, is it what is it a six week process, a twelve week process? So yeah, it roughly depends on what weight the fight's gonna be yep. and when the fight's gonna be, how far away it is. So like a few of my fights when I was eighteen, the fights were only four weeks away, so I, I couldn't cut much weight. So we had to decide on a weight that was safe for me, because um, you don't want to be cutting too much weight. Like I've cut to seventy when I was when I was eighteen. For one of my fights and that now killed me, bro. Wow. It was work. I couldn't even stand up. I got out of the sauna. I could not physically stand up. I had to sit there and just like wait, hype myself up to get up. Yeah. That's unhealthy, eh? Can't yeah. Be doing, yeah. So now being a little bit bigger because I was a bit skinnier back then. And during COVID, I've been working on some strength. I put on some muscle. Yeah. So now cutting to 70s, no way. Even 72, no. Yeah. I'm looking at about 74 would probably be the limit. But for me to cut that, like, you need a proper program. You need to cut, like, all your calories back and stuff like that. You need to count your calories. Mm. Leading up to fight week, though, I do, like, water loading. So we have, like, five litres of water in a day, you know, five five days before the weigh-in. So it just absolutely just cleans you, I mean, takes everything out. You do that a few days and you slowly taper it off. And then the day before the weigh-in, that 12... 12 a.m., that's it. No water, no food, no nothing. So you're going over 24 hours plus more whenever the weigh-in is without any yeah. nutrition, no no water, no nothing. Are you eating before <coughs> the fight or after the fight? Like, what are you doing is yeah. in that terms as well? Yeah, the, well, the weigh-ins are 24 hours yeah. before the fight. Yeah. So once I'm weighed in, all good. I have special drinks that are made up. Hamburgers and chips or what? No, nah, no way, man. No, no. I've done that once. I learned my lesson. Yeah. It all came back up. So yeah. Yeah, you got to be so careful. Like, I have special drinks made up with, like, creatine and, you know, special juices and stuff like that. More so liquids leading up to the fight. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. But mm. meals, meal-wise, you can't just go straight back in. Your body's gone over 24 hours without food. Yeah. You can't just go back in eating massive, like, pasta, stuff like that. You Slowly, slowly, ease on slowly build it up, yeah, yeah. A few hours after. And so how did you find that? And you do that preparation in your first fight? or No, nah, we yeah. didn't, yeah. yeah. It's been a like, thing that we've been testing out different things, what mm. works for me, because everyone's different. It's trial and error, yeah. You know, stuff that might work for me doesn't work for Caleb. You know, that we're just different people. Yeah. I guess that's the art of it too, eh? Getting to test what does what and, like, you know, you might drop weight, but you might be able to smash food straight after or whatever, you know what I mean? And that's different, but... I used to work with a bloke, he was a bodybuilder, and he used to have to drop so much weight And uh, when I was an apprentice. I used to have to drive in the last two weeks because he physically couldn't drive. Like, he had the last week off because, like, he wasn't allowed to drive. Doctors said no 
hour mm. drive. He was eating like 800 calories a day, wow. bodybuilder. So like that'd probably be the same with you. Your energy levels in that last, I guess, 48 hours would be fucking depleted. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like in the, in the last two weeks of camp, you're not really doing much. Like yeah. we're staying sharp, we're moving, but a lot of it has to do with the weight as well. So you, you have a you know 10-week camp. Your first six weeks of that is hardcore, going hard, you know, hitting it. The last four weeks, you sort of start to taper off a little bit. You know, the first block of the camp is always conditioning. So you want to get as fit as possible. And then you want to sharpen up your striking, wrestling, your reaction time, stuff like that, power. And then we work on the little things. So opponent might be a striker. So let's take him down. Mm-hmm. He might be a wrestler. Let's work on some takedown defense stuff. Yeah, that's good, a bit of offense stuff. <coughs> As a fighter, what would you say that your strongest, I guess, attribute is and your weakest attribute? Definitely striking. Yeah. If you look at all my fights, seven out of my eight fights I've stopped from strikes, mm-hmm. you know, and they're all knockouts. Yeah. So I like to strike, and that would come from my karate background, I think. Yeah. You know. What about wrestling? How you, how you go on the ground? I'm not bad, yeah. but my frame, I'm not built as a wrestler. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm tall, I'm lanky. Now, I have good takedown defense, so we work on that a lot. Obviously, if I come yeah. up against a wrestler, yeah. um, stuff like that. But so in saying that, sorry, bro, cut you off. Yeah. In saying that, so you said you're a better striker. Let's say same as Connor or McGregor, he might, he's a better striker yeah. as well, not so much a wrestler. From a coaching perspective, do they, I guess, do they just keep focusing more on your striking and then focus on your d- defense towards takedowns, or do they try to make sure your takedowns are just as good as well? Like, how does that work yeah, out? Yeah, so you want to like. You think of it as like a graph. You want to level everything up evenly. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. I'm just genetically a good striker. So I'm up here with my striking. You don't forget about the rest of it as well. You yeah. want to bring it up as yeah. well. Yeah, so okay. if I'm hurt, say, I don't know, my hand's broken, I can't punch. Yeah. I need to be able to take him down, do something. Yeah. You know? That's right. You ever broken a bone or anything in a fight or? No, touch yeah. wood. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is wood, bro. You're all good. Yeah. yeah. No, I've been lucky. I haven't really had much like bad injuries. Yeah. Um, you know, I've given out a few. Yeah. <laughs> given yeah. out a few. Yeah, one of them has a steel plate holding his jaw together. Fucking so. oh, hell. I guess that's the joys of it, eh? Every time it touches his face, you're just like, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So how many, you said you have eight fights? Eight fights. Are you eight and oh? Or seven and one? Eight and one. Eight and one. So my one loss, and I think we'll go into that as well when I competed in Gold Coast. So that's on the eight Maccas before the fight? <laughs> yeah, no, it was worth it. Yeah, yeah. So touch on that. Let's touch on your one loss. What happened What happened with that? Was your preparation off? or No, no. so when I fought in the Gold Coast, it's a tournament style representing Australia. So IMF is International MMA Federation, and we had the Oceanic title in Gold Coast. Went up there. You know, everything was good. Camp was good. Everything was good. Uh, I drew New Zealand on the first day. So, all right, quick, we need to get him out because I know I'm going to be fighting the next day because it's sort of bracket system. Yeah. You know? okay. So we did that. I knocked him out in the first round, front kick, all sweet, then got the draw the next day um, versus the current world champion. So the, this is the world yeah. amateur world champion. And when you say amateur, these aren't amateurs. Yeah. yeah. These it's are pros. Like, yeah, yeah. They make the same sacrifices as a pro. They train as a pro. You know, they're just it's they're just as good, isn't it? It's come down to amount of fights, really. Yeah, yep. I think he's had seventeen fights or something. Yeah, you know, he's from Dagestan, Russia, where Khabib's yeah. from. So that he trains like in the same gyms as Khabib, where he grew up. So he's that wrestling style, just 
we didn't we knew what we were doing like preparation wise but it's just a whole new level when i got in there mm. so i got in and the flight started standing obviously and just working my strikes next minute he took me down and this guy is just strong man yeah. he just pretty much held me down for the whole fight beat me up you know i'm, I'm i couldn't really do anything on the ground other than just trying to defend jet, yourself try and defend myself yeah. i was trying to j him up and going come on bro is that all you got <laughs> you know Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. yeah, we started. Then we start standing in the second round, and I just absolutely crack him with a front kick yeah. just to the nose, and he just looks at me. Is oh. that all you got? Yeah, bro. Like, I couldn't oh, believe. It. I was kick. like, this guy just wore one of my front yeah. kicks. How is bro. this possible? Uh, How fucked did you think you were out of ten at that moment? <laughs> yeah. He's just looking bro, at you. Going, I was like, fuck, here we go. Yeah, but we um went the distance, so he couldn't finish me, yeah. which like. I'm happy in myself because he is a world champion for yeah, a reason. Yeah, fucking good on you, man. That's, that's heaps good. Yeah, so, and then we come back, and after I was talking to him and his coaches and stuff, and he goes, oh, come, come to Dagestan and train your wrestling. I'm like, fuck, this is sick. I want to go over here. <laughs> yeah. Next minute, COVID. Yeah. Done. So, was that started this year? March. So, that was March, yeah, right. and then COVID pretty much got bad around end of March. Yeah, right. Everything started shutting down. But I definitely want to go over there. Yeah. Like, I reckon they could just sink a big fight. Like, they're fuck they're me. messing with bears and stuff. Well, you see, like, it, say say you are Conor McGregor style, right? Which yeah. you are kind of thing. Um, and then you come up against a world champion like you did. You know, it just proves, like, I'm not saying obviously wrestling wins every time, but, again, that level playing field. But, yeah, it'd be awesome if you could have your fucking, your gun striker, but then you go to... Kazakhstan and fucking 100%. yeah. Imagine being like Khabib, bro. He's a yeah. fucking tank, eh? Yeah, massive. Just a beast, man. Like it's yeah. it's just like it's a whole new level of wrestling. Yeah, it just yeah. tires you out. Like you just watch the like all them fucking being in an MMA fight or anything. Like you just watch them on UFC and you're just like fuck. You don't even when they're getting like punched square in the face or in the back, well not back of the head, side of the head or whatever, and they're yeah. bleeding just constantly. Yeah, yeah. You're just like. How's this kind of life? Like, yeah. that's I'll fucked. Obviously, adrenaline has a big part to play in that. Yeah. You won't feel much. Like, I remember one of my fights, I was, I got kicked in the leg that much. Like, I didn't feel it, but as soon as the fight stopped and I went to walk out, I'm like, oh, yeah. I can't move my yeah. leg. Yeah. <laughs> Trouble, yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, have you had a couple of stitches? No. Nothing. Never really. been cut. Yeah. Never, never had a broken oh, nose. Touch, double touch. <laughs> yeah, you should, after my fights, it doesn't even look like I've had a fight. Yeah. I remember I went to, um, after I won the belt, Went out in Camden. <laughs> <laughs> they, wouldn't, they wouldn't let me in with the belt, so I had to have the belt under my shirt, God. put over my shirt. The only place they let us in was, I think, the Royal. Yeah. There was no one there. It looked like a hen's They probably thought you were there for the Royal Rumble, yeah. bro. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Bad Monday costume yeah. or something. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well done, bro. Um, so with, let's go back to your preparation. So you said, obviously, it's a pretty hard thing. How do you handle yourself mentally? Obviously, the coaching and the training aspect – you know, you get help with obviously yep. by yourself at home. Say that last four weeks. How do you do? You have your own yeah, preparation now that you deal with, or it's on your mind like twenty four seven. It's the first thing you think about when you wake up. The last thing you think about when you're in bed at night. You know, it, it's definitely very mentally draining. Mm. Like, I know people at the gym like mentally they're not that strong, and it gets to them. Like you can see that it really gets to them, and it's just about building that up, being like confident in yourself. I try and meditate a little bit, even at home. I'll, you know, put my head noise cancelling headphones on, and I'll just sit there and I'll run through the fight. I'll run through the whole thing. I'll run through rocking up, getting my hands wrapped, 
right, warm up, put the gloves on. Uh, we're walking out of my coaches. They're telling me what I need to do. Visualisation of like walking out, Vaseline on the face, walking up those stairs into the cage, door locking, looking across at him, you know. Step it out, yeah. Really like be into it. So when it comes, you're just like. Yeah, I've been here before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fucking sick. And it's yeah. a good way if you can train yourself to do that when you're obviously got not, not much nutrition in your system. Like yeah. Your nutrition's low, your sugar levels are low, like. Your brain's literally fucking fighting on nothing. Yeah. You can train yourself to be mentally tough in that aspect and you're fucking laughing. You know yeah. what I mean? Because when your body is back to normal, then that normal life is fucking easy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that preparation plays a massive, I guess, part in you know, I th- I, I not think being so. nervous and stuff and anxious for the fight? Or? Yeah, you're going to be nervous either way. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's You've got to get punched in the fucking head. If you're not, <laughs> if you're not nervous, there's something wrong yeah. with you. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like any competitive sport, I guess. Yeah, but of course. It's a fight like or flight situation. You can either get stressed and fucking fuck out or you can yeah. have an adrenaline and positive that's that's what i mean you just rush. don't know how someone's going to react even boys that haven't fought f- before will go to their fights and it's one in the back of your mind like what happens if like they just curl up yeah you know which can happen it has happened before yeah. you know but like think just that preparation in our gym our culture i think we have one of the strongest teams in sydney yeah. that's good and you got something like nathan ready he said a good fucking Standing point over the last couple of years too with what he's done yeah. with his belts and everything like that. Yeah, he's definitely paved the way, you know, yeah. for us in that sense. He's an absolute beast, man. Yeah. Yeah. Probably the family culture side of things helps as well. Like he's all a tight niche kind of group, and yeah, you, know, you grow together. So that's probably the main thing. You don't feel like yeah, like so. I'm and I'm not a fucking trainer at your gym, obviously. Yeah. But you're not so much individual fighters. You're a team working towards the same goal, kind of thing. Like yeah. everyone has their own individual personal goals and stuff like you might want to go to the ufc or you might just want to make, go pro and that's like your stepping yep. stone um but yeah i guess it's good to have that support system around you of people who have that same passion who might want to still get to that same goal that you do yeah so it's good yeah of course we're each on our own like pathway mm-hmm. but we're still together yeah you know? same end and goal really you just all do it i guess at your own accord type yeah thing <laughs> yeah uh, so we each have our own goal oh, Personally, I want to get to UFC. Yeah. Like, we all want to get there. I know Kay does as well. Yeah. Uh, he wants to get there. A few of the other boys sort of like the kick, kickboxing aspect, the jiu-jitsu aspect. You know, everyone's different, man. Yeah. 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 You and Caleb got a good relationship? Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good relationship. Ever since I started at the gym, like, we just... We just Off the tee. Yeah. yeah. It's good, isn't it? That's tastes good. I was going to take a quick um, check from one of our sponsors and go from there. Smash the Silence is a mental health organisation that supports upcoming musicians and young people struggling with mental health. Check out our Facebook and Instagram to see the online series we're putting out, having inspiring conversations and showcasing amazing local talent. It's super important to speak out and support your mates. You're not alone. Now, back to the podcast. Um, so obviously, being a fighter, there's definitely probably some downtimes that you've experienced and you know, as a, you're a fucking human being at the end of the day, not just a fighter. Do you want yeah. to tell us about any experiences that you've had or how you've overcome certain? Yeah, definitely. Like, I'm, yeah, still a person. Yeah. You, know, you always see the big bad fight or whatever. But, um, yeah, there's been a few times, you know, with st- different stuff that's happened in my life where you just take a step back and go, why am I doing this? Mm. Like, why, why do I put myself through this? And stuff like that. And, you know, you, you just feel down on yourself. Yeah. Like, no one really, no one really cares about you or some of that. And, yeah. Do you think you're pretty self-aware as a person? Like, do you know when, like, when there's certain triggers that come up, whether it's like friends or like external stuff or internal stuff, where you're just not feeling too good? Do you have those triggers where you can kind of 
be aware of them. Yeah. And know I'm, when you're kind of yeah. going down a bad path. Yeah. I guess I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very sort of, I take notice of yeah. these things and I say, all right, I've had to speak to someone before mm-hmm. you know, I've had to go and have a few sessions, just speak about some stuff and you just feel so much better, man. Yeah. You know, you get it off your chest. I always talk to my mates about stuff. Yeah. Me and my mates have the best, you know, best relationships, talk about anything with each other. And that's what people should do more, I think, is talk to your mates about it. I, I personally think, like, if you can't have a conversation, like a down-to-earth conversation where you're just, like, not in a good space with yeah. someone that you consider a mate because you're scared of their judgment or whatever, yeah. are they really your mates? Like, of course, you yeah. think about it that way. That's, like, fuck, I go to Matt, Matt comes to me, like... Fuck, and that's important, like, it's important being aware of it, you know, having mental health, everyone fucking has it, everyone has issues. Yeah. It's the fact of being able to recognise what it is mm-hmm. and talk to someone. If you can recognise, like, I know if personally when I'm having a bad day or, like, if I'm doing something, then I know it's triggered by certain things, so yeah. I know where not to go, as probably you, and you know where to go to help some meditation, maybe nutrition, where if I'm doing bad shit, like, I can feel myself. So being able to recognise it's one thing and then talk about it and then act on what is fucking wrong is another thing. But that's the big, yeah, everyone has mental health. So to say that you've yeah. never gone through it is a fucking almost a lie. Yeah, it's, you know, with with all social media and everything and the way people are, like, at our age, is it's just, it's ruthless, really. Yeah. But people are ruthless. It, like, they don't care. Have you caught much online from anything, like, obviously, but different fight clubs or anything like that? Have you caught much going through? No, not, not so much online. Like, I guess I'm a pretty conservative person yeah. in that sense. I don't, I'm not very out there. Um, with my social media, with my personality and stuff like that. But, like, in area, I've, I've had a few problems and stuff with, with people who obviously don't know, like, who I am and, and stuff. But, mm. um, you it's smile. It's always, yeah, 100%. Smile. It's always, um, I think that that's fucking, like, obviously not that they take the piss out of you and stuff or whatever. But it's always funny how it's external people who you don't know that judge you the most sometimes. Yeah, like of just like It's an act of jealousy. Yeah, I know, but, like, Literally, no one knows you better than yourself at the end of the day. And it's like, it's so fucking good of you to like, not just like, like you said, just small. Just small. It's just funny. Like, yeah, it's, it's so low. Especially knowing that you could punch a fucking head in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so good knowing that though. Yeah. Yeah. So good to go. Yeah, that's it, buddy. Look up. (laughs) Just show them the fucking belt or just lift up your shirt. (laughs) That's what I mean. I'm I'm not even like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I've I've never been like that as a person. I guess that's um, the way I've been raised, stuff like that. I'm... Not very. I'm not like that. Most people won't even know. Mm. Yeah. If I'm out, I won't even say it. Say I'm a Sparky. <laughs> <laughs> Except the people at the Royal that night after your fight. Hey, they <laughs> it, yeah, they knew what was going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's yeah. like he's got the night off, boys. I guess there'd be a fair bit of di- discipline coming out of the gym too. Like you yeah. guys would have. A, as soon as you walk out the doors, there'd be a fucking. Like Nathan would be pretty strict on you of what. Yeah. What leaves and what doesn't. There, there is. Like with that, it's n- not so much emphasised, but it's more I can get in a lot of trouble legally. Yeah. With it, yeah. there's so many cameras around. Everyone has phones. What are they going to do? Record it straight away. Mm. Everyone's going to drop my name. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just better off not not to deal with it. Just smile, walk away. Yeah. But if anything did happen, like it's good knowing that you can defend yourself. Yeah. And it's good knowing the boys at the gym can defend themselves in in case something happens. And there's even girls that train with us. You know, there's young girls that do it, and that's great to see. Like, I, I think that girls should get into it a lot more. Yeah. You know, with all this stuff going on. Like yeah, <laughs> fuck, you see so much shit. Like, the, I literally was on Facebook today, just scrolling down, 
some guy like pulled some nurse washers walking home into the alley. You see that video? Yeah. He just well, pulled, and then he's yeah. been found not guilty, but not saying fucking if she knew MMA or karate or whatever, no. like or self defense, she'd be able to you know handle herself because he grabbed her from behind. But you never know, like just having that thing Something, up your sleeve, yeah, yeah like man. it's that's hundred percent, and like not so much the striking aspect. Like I'd love to get my missus into it, or if yeah. I have say daughters, but jujitsu, like I'd throw them yeah. straight in. Hundred yeah. percent. I first like I was doing jujitsu for probably six or eight months up at the UFC gym yeah. when it first opened. Just like it was good for fitness and mm-hmm. it was good for grapples, and I was mainly doing it around footy, more for yeah. the wrestling aspect. Yeah. And uh, there was this couple up there, and it was a guy and a girl, and she wasn't wasn't like a bigger girl. She's probably a bit smaller than me. And I was kind of taking it easy, and the bloke's like, "Don't take it easy on it, mate." Fuck me, she was smashing me, eh? Yeah. Like yeah. you had enough. Like I was actually trying to fight against her, and I was yeah. like, I'm not a big person. Yeah. But like, it's good to have that. Like for exact reason, that nurse or whatever just got pulled down. Yeah. Like mm. that's my missus or my sister or my mum. Like fuck, I want them to have that. You know, that 100%. strength to at least push out. Or I, th- I think it's yeah. so good as well. Like you see it across karate, MMA, everything. Like it's so heavily drilled in that like. It's for defense, kind of thing. Not yeah. like don't do it to fucking show that you can. Like, no. Hit someone and knock them out cold. Yeah. Like They're normally the loudest one in the room. Can't, can't fuck all yeah. yeah, can't do nothing. Yeah, yeah. You have any um weird superstitions before your fights? Anything like you don't wash your socks or any weird shit like that? No, nah. you, you don't wear socks. Anyway, so <laughs> nah. it's I, I like footy. I don't wear socks. <laughs> Ever? Nah, it's, nah. really. Nah. Yeah, it does like make it. it. I was thinking about that. I actually didn't wear socks the other day. I yeah. was like, fuck. It's like it's just so much nicer. As, as weird as I do sounds. when I go, I wear those um those invisible socks. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I'll I'll bang some slides around, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the best. How good. So you don't have nothing weird, nothing weird. No, nah, not really. Or drinks you have the night um, before, the day before. Not really. No. I think maybe something, maybe like in the future or something like that. But I'd heaps, eh? Oh. I'd heaps of weird ones. Like you have to be blue power to like like frogs. Just like strap your own hands or anything. Or no, no, it's all done. Yeah, yeah, yeah all done by my coaches and yeah. stuff. So. Your hands feel like bricks. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon there's probably something that you like. You just maybe not aware of. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe it's like you always stick out your left hand first when they're getting wrapped yeah. or something like. Yeah. yeah Watching like fucking <laughs> his next fight, he'd be like, "Fucking hey, yeah. yeah. I've got me." Actually, no. On, no. On now, the now that I think about it, yeah. My first three kickboxing fights, I was wearing blue head gear because I only have blue head gear, mm. and I think it was my fourth and something I had red. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh really? Oh no. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, obviously you don't get to pick it. Yeah. You yeah. can't just say, "Oh, I have to wear this." Blah blah blah. Stressing, like, no, yeah, it can't be the end of the year, yeah. yeah. Is it headgear now? Like, were you still fighting or no headgear anymore? No headgear, yeah, yeah. How was your first fight from going from no headgear to oh, sorry, from headgear to no headgear? Yeah, like that, that was that the transition, yeah. From was a bit a bit scary, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, Muay Thai, the MMA. Like, I don't know if you've ever worn headgear, boxing headgear, or anything, no, just like squeezes your face, yeah. You can't see anything, like, you can't really see kicks coming, mm. hooks, can't see nothing coming, yeah. So when I was in there for my MMA, MMA fight with no headgear, it felt so much better. I could actually slip punches, move my head around. I didn't feel as constricted. Mm. Similar to footy headgear too. I used to hate wearing footy headgear. Couldn't hear properly. Yeah. So I used to have longer hair too. So like playing hooker or half, it pushes that over. But one game I just stopped wearing it. Mm. Like it, was, it does fuck all anyway. So I just stopped wearing it. It was the best thing I ever did. For the same, same reason. T- I've never, like I never had a footy injury playing over a couple of years, but... Like I remember, I think I'm pretty sure I took it off for one game. I was I was out in the wing anyway. I was like, I'm fucking still small now, but like when I was younger, I was like even smaller, obviously. Um, <laughs> fucking same as I was, bro. When I was fucking <laughs> six, um, but I remember I took it off for like one game, and I just copped like a fat fucking shoulder to my head. <coughs> yeah. Like just one of the, like I, had, you know, Brock Bentley, mm. had him on my side. He wasn't fucking tackling me because I was on his side, but like 
he was a pretty big boy when he was younger. Like people his size, like putting shots on wingers. I was like, fuck, like someone give me my headgear. It's just massive regret. Those are the days. Yeah. Fun stuff, eh? Yeah. So how did you find, like you said that you played soccer and done karate growing up. Yeah. Um, what made you kind of want to give up soccer and just yeah. work on fighting? Yeah, that's why I'm going like young, during my younger years and stuff, I was heaps active, mm. always active and stuff. Like we were living in Queensland. We'd always go to the beach, stuff like that. Yeah, just do something. Yeah, yeah. I, I like soccer. Yeah, like it was good, but I sort of got boring mm. towards the end. I turned ten or eleven or something like. Yeah. I want something more. Yeah. I did athletics for a bit, and I didn't really like that either. Yeah, and then my school, actually my high school, because I got into a fair bit of trouble in high school. You know, being a kid or whatever, and had some stuff going on. My parents split up and stuff when yeah. I was like twelve, so that was rough, and that was pretty like a rough go. Mm. They went into it pretty hard court cases and you know stuff yeah. like that it was pretty intense so i wanted an out and at school like getting in trouble was my out yeah so they put me into this program at school called like boxing bandits or something and we'd walk down to the local boxing gym like uh one session on a tuesday so i was, I was supposed to be at school and i'd be going to train boxing yeah that's like, sick, this yeah. Is sick and the deal was you know you do this for a whole term at the end of the term you get to have an exhibition fight at the local pub. Yeah. I'm like, this is sick. Yeah. Finally, I get something. So I behaved for that whole like term, didn't get into no trouble, no nothing. At the end of it, had my boxing ex- exhibition. And um, yeah, that was heaps fun. I just got in there and just punched punch each other for, I think it was three one minute rounds. Yeah. That's good. Got in there and just punched each, yeah. each other. <laughs> That's sick. Yeah. All the locals were yelling. It was heaps good. But yeah. Even though, like, obviously your parents putting that, you just said that was very hard on you. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think that just comes down to, like, when you really look at things, as bad as they are, there's always, like, a, a positive to negative situations. Like, fuck, if, if you weren't acting up in high school and these teachers didn't approach you saying, yeah. hey, we've got this thing for you, like, fuck, this bell's probably not sitting at the end of the lounge right yeah. now. So yeah, of course. It's, it's yeah, shaped and shifted who you are. Yeah. So I'm a true believer in everything does happen for yeah. a reason. It's like, yeah. 100%. I'll live by that. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's us. Yeah, that's us really general i've always said and i've probably said it 50 times in the podcast yeah if i walk out here tonight and get hit by a car then that's the way it's supposed to that's be true. and that's even when stuff are, stuff's bad for me like life's not going good everything's going downhill i'm like it's happening for a reason yeah there's a reason why this is happening yeah. Yeah. that's it and it's if you can live your life like obviously don't look for the bad points and don't be looking for them like forward yeah. to them but if it does happen and you always think like that, then just yeah. looking for the silver lining kind of thing. 100%. Always positive, man. Yeah. Always positive. That's why everyone around me are all positive people. Yeah. yeah. And you like won't see one negative person around me. Yeah. The negative, go away. Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't want to listen. toxic to it. Yeah. I don't want to listen to it. Yeah. Go, go do it somewhere else. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good, bro. It's good. We're <laughs> fucking, my here favorite, we are both repeating my ourselves. My favorite expression yeah. is fucking glass half full. Like, 100%. Yeah. Like, look at yeah. it for that reason. Like, it's just perfect. Yeah. No, yeah. that's good. That's good. And uh, you'll go like, not trying to sound like your dad here, but you'll go far. Like everyone will go far with that attitude. We'll, yeah, we all we all yeah lift each other. That's right. Yeah, well, that's what yeah. I was saying about like where you're training at the moment. You said you heaps close. It's like not just yeah. the fighters. It's that family culture style yeah. gym. Yeah. Like fucking, if everyone's working towards a similar goal and you've all yeah, cool. in that positive mindset and want to help each other, fuck, it's gonna take you so much further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. if you're a fucking, you know, one tradie. It, like building a house whatever but then yeah. you, or you've got fucking 10 guys helping you who all want to get the house and the roof on and whatnot yeah fuck you're going to get there faster and yeah. it's going to be it's going to be easier be more fulfilling because you've done it together like yeah 100 percent. It's, it's, it's the same with everything so 
I got my mates like at training. Mm. And I got some mates that do, they do a few sessions at the gym and stuff. I'm very close with him. Even my mate Tom, yeah. we always hang out, bro. Just live life, man. Yeah, just live a life worth living. Yeah, I think it's so good though. He's a, he's a legend too. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. the best, bro. He's so funny. I think it, yeah, I think it's so good just to have like different. I always call it like different parts of your circle. Yeah. So yeah. I call them like growth friends. So I'll yeah. go to like Matt and like my my mate Isaac when you know I want to discuss a business direction with something or yeah. do this or that. And then I've got friends who I'm like best mates, but they're just there to have a laugh with, fucking have a piss up with, just like not talk about yeah. business, not talk about goals, like just to be yeah. Like, like I know they always support me and I'll support them. Yeah, I got mates like that yeah. as well. And yeah. I think it's so important just to have those little hundred percent people in your life because you can vent to different shit. Like, you know, there's stuff I'm not gonna talk to my missus that I'm gonna talk to you about and mm. then other mates and your mum, your dad, like it's good to be able to vent. But again, negativity. Yeah, fuck that straight out. Yeah. It's, it's so toxic and it spreads right. like a cancer. No, yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Even like we'll touch on some relationships as well. Like I've you know, it's been it's hard to have a relationship and stuff. Like I remember at the start of the year and I was seeing someone and it's just it's hard, hard to balance, you know, work full time, mm. then training and then keeping your mental state good. Yeah. You know, and then your friend relationships as well. Yeah. It's just it's so hard to keep that in, and I think it distracts you as well. I found it distracted me from training, especially when like there's a comedian named Dennis Loss, and he's like, if you love yourself at a hundred percent, whoever's coming along has to love you at one hundred and ten percent. And I think that's so important. Like you have to love everything about you. Like obviously we've we've all got faults and things that yep. like people yep. can push certain buttons or whatever. Yeah. But like yeah, if you love what you're doing, bro, like yeah, fucking no one can stop you whether you have a missus or you don't have a missus. Like yeah, if you're course. just fucking tunnel vision to where you know you want to go that's that's pretty much what yeah. it is and people might think oh that's selfish or yeah. you know that's you know. it's been it's fucking more selfless if yeah. anything because yeah you're it's keeping someone from i guess not getting hurt mm. yeah because they're not getting involved with the busy lifestyle of course yeah 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 i might have made a few mistakes and stuff not mm. being straight up with stuff like that but yeah. you know it's I'm just on a straight path now yeah. and like no one can derail me, man. Mm. Like yeah. seriously, That's good. I'm just straight line. Mm. Do you, you feel like that? you're at the best like place or state of mind you've ever been at in your life? You yeah, 100%. Right yeah. I'm bulletproof yeah. like yeah. mentally at the moment. Good yeah. stuff. I love hearing that shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's yeah, man. It's like Kill and Ray. Every time he goes, yeah, mate, like we're still going at Kill and Ray. Yeah. Jumps on the podcast, someone will be like, oh, how are you going, Kieran? He'll be like, I'm fucking unstoppable. Like yeah. he says that every time, every yeah. time. And he's just like, you tell yourself something enough. It's gonna come true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love hearing that shit. That's good. It's fucking. But like what you were saying, what you're saying is right. Like having, I've been in a relationship for a while, and having a missus yeah. is fucking unreal when it's good. Mm. But like when we went through a rough time for probably three six months, it was yeah. fucked. Like my mental capacity was not on anything else. Mm. All I was focusing on was like us and her. It is so stressed it? about yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. So like the last thing I'd hate and you'd hate, obviously. Say you had a missus, everything's good. You just fucking have a couple of bad weeks. What yeah. if that's four weeks out from a fight? Just what I was that's gonna, gonna say, fuck yeah. you up. Like yeah. that's, and I you think can't afford at this part of your lot. You need to find someone who's either gonna jump on and be a part, or like if not, nicest way, like fuck off. Like yeah. I'm not ready for yeah. it. And I can yeah. fucking hundred percent respect that. That's not selfish at all. That's just you getting your life sorted first. Like yeah, I've, I've had to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. it feels bad doing it, but you got to do it. Like it's it's for me. This is my future. Yeah, you know, I want a good life for myself. You know. No, I think with my friends, family. Yeah, yeah, 100%. No, that's good. Good on you, man. And keep, in, keep into that. Like, you obviously, you know, like you said, in a bulletproof mindset at the moment. So that's fucking so important. Yeah, yeah. Co- like, even COVID. Everyone had their struggles through COVID. You know, I, I got into trouble through COVID. I probably partied a lot more than I ever <laughs> did. 
you know, being able to actually drink, mm. you know, drinking like during fire camp and stuff. Yep. So we could let loose a bit, you know, made a few bad decisions, but so what? Like, yeah. yeah. That's living. That's it. hundred percent. And yeah. it's, it's them two you can reflect off because say you get five years down the track and everything runs smooth and you haven't partied, yeah. you get that miss factor and then you don't want to do it. You know what I mean? At least yeah. you had, I guess you can take COVID as a blessing and the fact yeah. of you got to live like a teenager or a young bloke for a while. Yeah. Now yeah. you've had your fun. Let's fucking get back into camp. That's, that's where hard. we're at now. Yeah. yeah. That's where we're at now. COVID's over. All right. Get back in the gym. Yeah. Back growing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, as, nah, that's it. As much as like we can fucking hear it through your voice, as much as you're passionate about fighting, yeah. that's your end goal. You know, I think COVID in, in your sense is a blessing because yeah. it's been able to give you that experience where I feel like if it hadn't happened and you're working so hard to reach this end goal, yeah. And say like, fucking touch wood again. But say you make it all the way to the UFC, yeah. You cop a fucking massive injury and can never fight again. Yeah, and you're exactly. Like, Fuck man, like I wish I'd done that when yeah, this was yeah. on. Mm. It becomes a resentment, and yep. then you start hating the sport. Yeah, like this, this year was supposed to be massive. I was supposed to go overseas, stuff like that. Yeah, you know, international fights were supposed to be big, but I can't do anything about COVID. Yeah, yeah. it is what it is. It's impressive. And I can look back, you know, in three years, look at Tom and go, hey. COVID 2020. Yeah. <laughs> how, good, how good was it? Yeah. Eh? And you've got UFC belt on. That's yeah. it. Yeah. 100% in the P jet. You know, <laughs> Big enough up. Yeah. yeah. Fighting could be. Yeah. Where, do you see, where do you honestly see yourself in five years? Um, Five years. I'll be 25. Look, hopefully I'm towards UFC. Yeah. You know, I want to be in the UFC. Maybe not like top 15 because I don't want to hit the UFC too hard. Yeah. Like um, too quick, sorry. Because if you, I've seen it like when guys get there too quick. It just gets steamrolled. I feel that guy's cool, bro. It's probably Dill's new car. You know, but um, yeah, if you get there too quick, I think it doesn't work out. You need to time it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And that's why I want to get as much experience outside of the UFC, kickboxing, amateur MMA. That's why I haven't turned pro yet. You know, I was hoping to turn pro in the next couple of years. I don't think I'm going to turn pro for at least you know, three years because yeah. I'm going to have as much amateur experience as I can. That's cool. And then when I get that, UFC, get the UFC, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. You know, look at Israel. Israel got the UFC when he was like late 20s, I think, 27 or something. Yeah. Look at him. Yeah. Three years. Can, Just you know? carving through, eh? Peak's about 28, 30, isn't it? Around the 30-year-old mark. Yeah, that's your Peak. prime as yeah. a white male. Mm. That's, yeah. that's roughly your prime so towards your late 20s. Yeah. yeah, who do you look up to? Like, do you look up to like Rob Whitaker's fucking local boy from Smeaton Grange? Like, yeah. Do you look up to fighters like him, like Aussie boys, or more international fighters as well? Or? Yeah, of course. You know, I have you know heroes that I look up to. A lot of guys I look up to is Donald Cerrone. Mm. Yeah, like I don't you guys know Donald. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you watched some of his YouTube stuff? No, but uh, he's, a, he's a wild boy. Yeah, yeah. The only fight I watched of oh. his was against McGregor. Oh. Yeah. You should listen to it. Listen to his diving story. He says yeah. on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. What a guy, man. Mm. Makes your heart pump listening to it. Talk, like, it goes for about 20 minutes. And he does his deep sea diving. Tells his story, bro. And like, on your edge of your CD, yeah. it's fucking unbelievable. Yeah. It's so good. If if I could live my life the way he lives his life, I, I'd be I'd be the happiest person in the world, you know? Like, he, he just does not care. Yeah. He rolled that brand new Ford drive he bought or whatever. Didn't he buy that brand new F-150 or some shit? And he rolled it. And he didn't give a fuck. Yeah, he didn't give a fuck. <laughs> he bought a new one. He's got that many fight bonuses, man. He does not care. Like, <laughs> he, legit, he goes, like, wakeboarding and stuff in the summer, snowmobiling in the winter, hunting all year round, riding horses in his, in his ranch. It's a life of adventure. Deep man, I love that stuff. Yeah. I love going out. I don't like going out, yeah. drinking, partying. Oh, that's not fun for me. Like, I'd rather wake up, go on, go wakeboarding. 
adventure type. Yeah, you put yeah. up a quote the other day on Facebook saying like, no amount of money can ever amount to the memories that you make with No, it. never. And so I've always like said that. So no amount of money will ever replace memories. Yeah. You know, you can have fucking 50 grand in the bank, but you've been home for the last fucking, yeah. day, you know, Fuck you can do something with it. But in saying that, like, I'm fucking pretty shit with money, but yeah. I, I have fun. Yeah. Again, that's, that's like COVID this year, man. We couldn't go anywhere. We still had a mad time, but, yeah. you know, it's, it, it was fun. No, that's it. Yeah. Good shit. So wh- where where are you off to from here, you reckon? Like, obviously, Matt said the five-year plan. Yeah, yeah, the five-year. I want to hopefully get get to the get to the UFC by then. Yeah. Hopefully make, s- make some serious money there. Yeah. Um, do you start well, getting, do you s- sorry, you start getting paid when you make, like, go pro, obviously? Yeah, so you yeah. get paid as a pro. Mm-hmm. You get money off sponsors and stuff like yeah. that. In Australia, you really do need a second job. Yeah. So, like, ideally, I want to be starting to do security and stuff like that on yeah. the weekends and being able to train full time. So, but COVID sort of stopped yeah. that a bit. But um, once you get international, so UFC, your Bellator, your PFLs, you know, stuff one, like that. One championship. One stuff. championship that's yeah. coming up. Um, that's where the real money is. And you need to be, like, top... 15 to sort of make some serious money yeah at least how does the um your record transition does it just go off your amateur as well or just resets from pro yeah so my amateur record will always be with me so if you look my name up lock on stead it'll yeah. come up yeah. you know mma fighter my record who i've fought but when i turn pro it's a new record yeah, yeah. sweet so it does start again so, so you, you might have the one loss now and then fucking turn pro and just go undefeated yeah, yeah that's, that's, it, that's the idea yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good it's good to hear that you know, a lot of young people, I guess, our age, even with footy and everything, they go hard early, you know, like want to make NRL or want to yep. fight, make money early. It's good to see that you're not fucking chasing that. You I'm know not in a rush. Oh, it's so, it's so, so patient, good that you're... So mentally patient because yeah. you know what's got to happen or in order to be fucking successful. Yeah. Like, and, and that's good. A lot of that comes from my coaches, man. Yeah. Like, Naif, you know, my coach, Mohammed Musali. You know, he's he's really worked one-on-one with me for the past, I don't know, two years. Mm. And just got me to a stage now. That's where a lot of my mental, how I'm so strong mentally, because he just drills it into me. You know, not not in a cocky way of how good you are. Like you don't know how good you are. You're gonna get there. All the coaches say it, but they do it in a way that I don't get a big head. Yeah, I'm confident in my ability. Yeah, but I'm not a cocky person. Yeah, there's a massive difference I think in between confidence and cockiness. Of course, like you, and, yeah. and you can tell it straight off the bat 100%, too. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's fucking. It sounds like you've got really good trainers and coaches. Yeah, bro. I'm so lucky yeah. to have a man. That's so a, so lucky. It's a big part of it, eh? Like yeah. from any any type of aspect with sports or anything. I think having a mentor, like as parents, coaches, anything. They set this like a good boss. Fucking, if they set the tone, like it really fucking filters down to the rest of the yes. people. And it's what you're saying around your friends. Like you said, if we met your friends, there won't be one negative person there. It's you, fucking, I wouldn't imagine that you'd have shitty trainers. Like you nah. want to surround yourself, yeah. Yeah. like they're your friends, kind of thing. Just that positive energy. Again, not giving you a massive head. Yeah. Um, but giving you that confidence that you need just to work towards the fucking goal to get yeah, the UFC. Of this is just a start. Mm. Like this belt, man. That's this is just a start. Yeah. You know, there's. There's a whole world out there that's you know needs to be conquered. Yeah. You know. But I think we can do it, man. Yeah. yeah. I, I really think <laughs> I can. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm excited for you. Yeah, <laughs> right, I'm keen. Yeah. No, looking back on this it's podcast, good to hear, but it honestly, it's real fucking good to hear that. The I guess the mature, the, the mature mentality that you've got. You know, like you're young, but you're fucking yeah. in the right way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that's of a course. big big part of it. You know, mm. a lot of blokes our age go, "Fuck yeah, I could fight." Yeah. And they go get on the piss and start punching on with and people. Just jump into it, yeah. you know. And no, it's yeah. good. It's good to see that you're still hungry and 
was obviously right in the, in the right mindset. So, good on yeah, you, mate. Yeah. We're, we're, I can root for you. So, 100%. Um, so, everyone that's listening to the podcast, if they want to search you up online or follow you on Instagram, where can they find you? Yeah, just look up Lachlan Stitt on Instagram. I have a Facebook page as well. So, if you can like share that, like it, you know, get it. Get it out there. Start following your journey and stuff. Yeah, just just jump on, man. It's, yep. it's good. Like, I love having a good time and stuff. Watch my Instagram stories and, you know. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, if you see me out, come and say hello. 100%. Don't bite. Yeah. I don't bite. Yeah. <laughs> you won't have the belt on your butt. Nah, no. Nah. will be at home. Nah, that's in. Uh, in the cupboard. Yeah. It doesn't get out much. That's a state. I had to dust it off today. That's so just nice, eh? Hey? When yeah. do you defend this? Um, Hopefully, like. Yeah, we got an email from Combat Sports, I think, this week saying um, they're going to consider applications for fight nights. Mm. So hopefully I'll be able to defend it before the end of the year. I'd like to get one in before the end of the year. Because yeah. during COVID, I've been you know, pumping some uh, weight and stuff and getting stronger, like core strength. Yep. So just time to use it. Eh? See how that goes. Yeah. yeah. I want to see yeah. how we did. All right, man. Well, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate just your time. Quick shout out to some of my sponsors, obviously, yeah. Fly Apparel. Just. Uh, Jump on, <laughs> get some gear. Yeah, good stuff. Um, Black Dog Institute. Yeah, it ain't weak to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good one. Have a good chat to them. Uh, Health Start Chiropractic. My chiropractor Daniel Alea in Camden. Uh, if you ever need chiropractic, hit him up. Um, who else we got? Triple X Fight Academy. Main one. Yeah, <laughs> the can't, can't, can't forget them. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's definitely the big one. Yeah, but yeah, good stuff, mate. Best buys, best buys. Don't forget Best Buy's Campbelltown. You've got a few. Good on you. Yeah, I've got yeah. a few. Yeah, Best Buy's Campbelltown. If you ever need a car, go down. Lovely. See you, Mark. Fucking okay. yeah. And the list goes on. The list goes on. There's probably more. Yeah. <laughs> I forget. But We're um, going to have a fucking... We'll put, yeah, we're we'll about right, yeah, right here. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Oh, straight, straight yeah. on the front. Or in yeah. the middle. Right there. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, thanks, thanks, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate that. It's and on, mate. Having a chat and stuff. I'm happy to come back on whenever you want. 100%. Yeah. We'll see you when you make the UFC. Yeah. Different <laughs> yeah. belt next time, maybe. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Two time. Post, post year uh, win against Khabib. Definitely. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. Thanks nah. for coming on. Really awesome. chat. Thank, Thank you so appreciate much. It. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. But I need this change to make it big well I got to give everything I can for this No ifs or buts, honey, I would die for this Need it more than my next breath, yeah You know that I'm totally obsessed with it